All right, here we go. Great. Hey there, I'm Nick. I'm in my 20s trying to figure out life and what faith has to do with it. I've got a lot of questions, probably very similar to the ones you've got. But here's the thing. I'm looking for a better answer, and it's difficult to find someone who can help. So I'm bringing on Kyle, a mentor of mine, who's going to help me find a better answer. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to A Better Answer. And I'm here with Kyle. Hello. How you doing, Kyle? Great. So I'm drinking some expired Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper expires? It does. You know, I just, it, it was on Amber's desk and I was like, why are they cold? And she's like, oh, they're expired. We have to get rid of them. And it's like, but it's, there's what no way. What expires There's it? no way. Right. So I opened it <laughs> and I took a sip. It was like, that's, that's Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah. That's the magic of that stuff. So, it doesn't ever expire. There's no, not, there's no actual food in it. I get Dr. Pepper. It's just chemicals. I see you're drinking some Fresca. Uh, I've got this Fresca going. I love it. It says grapefruit citrus and I mm-hmm. hate grapefruit, but I love Fresca. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I also don't know what is actually in it. Zero. It says zero calories, which makes me think that like it, it's not actually giving me you any drink energy. A lot of things with nothing in it. Well, I okay. So, <laughs> I like water. Yeah. Beer and bourbon. Those are my three favorite things to drink. <laughs> but two of them, you're not really encouraged to drink at work uh-huh. all day long. Yeah. And sometimes water gets just a little bit boring. Yeah. So then I, but then I don't, I don't want to like drink right. 85 grams of sugar, yep. you know? And I think diet soda, sorry to your diet, Dr. Patterson <laughs> right there, is a total scam. Jeez. Hey, I kind of agree. So, so today, Kyle, uh huh. we, so we have promised to people listening that we're going to talk about suicide. Yep. Okay. And I, I think we both agree. We are absolutely, absolutely going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, but we thought maybe we'd interject it with something a little more light you know, yeah, like, honestly, just because it was like, I, man, I don't really want to do a third straight podcast about everybody's dying. Right. It's important. We want to get to it, but right, not today. So instead, what do you think about talking about being, so if, if you're a believer, you have, if you believe in Jesus, yeah. you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. If you're not a believer and you want the Holy Spirit, that is simply a step of believing in Jesus. But part of having the Spirit in you means we get to become... Uh, empowered by the spirit instead yep. of empowered by ourselves. Yes. So that's what I'd really like to talk about is being spirit empowered versus self empowered. Do you like that topic? I love that topic. Okay, great. Before you get into it, uh, I have a bit of a surprise for you. Oh. Yeah. That, I didn't expect that, did you? You had a surprise for me? All right. You're going to have to describe everything that's happening. Nick's getting out a small Tupperware <laughs> jar filled with, it could be motor oil. That is uh, not motor oil. <laughs> Olive oil. <laughs> okay. If you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard a little bit about a guy called the bread guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you also, if you listen to our live podcast, either the first or second episode, he's featured in it. He asks a question. He does ask a question. Well, he's, he's been working on something. Yes. <laughs> it's wrapped up, but I think it's bread. You don't know yet. You guys see I don't know. Out. Here, I'll, I'll help you. So he made you. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's bread. beautiful. With my name carved in the side. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So Alex, thank you. That's a gift for you. That holy cow, I gotta take a picture of it. Yeah. So Hold on. I thought people would I don't enjoy really it. I don't do social media, otherwise I'd I'd post, <laughs> I'd post a picture of it. Yeah. That is the that's the coolest you are thing in the whole notoriously world. Notoriously bad at social media. Yeah, I know. I don't I don't intend to be bad at it. I just am. You just are, yeah. Yeah. So 
you know, hey, there you go. And uh, I do believe awesome. this does mean at some point you do owe me a loaf of I owe you. Nehemiah bread. It's Ezekiel bread. Ezekiel bread. And <laughs> I just, just staring at this, I haven't tasted this loaf of bread. Uh-huh. I just want to prepare you to be disappointed in Ezekiel bread compared to <laughs> Alex, the bread maker's bread. Because yes. I, I promise it won't be nearly as good as what this is. So how about, <laughs> I'm going to leave this here just for your inspiration. And after the podcast, we can give it a try. Okay. Does I that mean, sound good? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. All right. So okay. here we go. We're talking about being spirit empowered. And I'll just give yeah. a little story. So I just told Kyle when he walked in that I'm having a really good week. Yeah. And the reason I'm having a good week is because I hit a wall with God where things kept coming up in my life that I needed to work on. Right. And we all do like we all hit things like that of like, oh, this area of my life, I feel stressed or, oh, this this relationship is strained and I don't know how to handle it. Or I feel weak in this area and I want to be better. I just like, I want to be better. So Mm -hmm. that happened to me about 15 times in the past two weeks and really a culmination of about six months. Yeah. And I hit a point, I was having dinner with Sarah. I was describing something I was dealing with. I don't remember what it was. And um, she just said to me, it sounds like God's working on blank in your life. I don't remember what it was. And I kind of like just let go, like lifted my hands, like I can't do this anymore. Like yeah. this is too many things. Like God's working on one, two, three, A, A B, C. Like I can't make all those areas better all the time. Yeah. Um, and I just felt really defeated. It's like I can't do this. I can't just improve in all these areas. And I talked to my friend Zach, and I I brought this up to him, and he was like, I think you need to surrender. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, okay. Okay, cool. Like, great. I'm in. How do I do that? He's like, that's the problem. You're trying to do it. You are trying to fix it. Yeah. You're trying to fix yourself. But the reality is, as a believer, we have the Holy Spirit in us to who who changes us into the image of Christ to become more like him and more who God created us to be. And I was trying to control that. Yes. So. Yes. Please help. <laughs> okay. So I think a natural starting point for most people when they start to follow God or believe in him is you just have this assumption that for me to become better, I have to change myself. 100%. But that's not a Bible idea. That's a that's an American culture idea. Okay. There's an idea of you create yourself. Yeah. You know, I can, I mean, I can remake myself. I can, I can change so many things about me. And if I don't, who else will? Right. It's this pull yourself up by your own bootstraps mm-hmm. mentality. And I think there's still this remnant in all of us of we've got to make ourselves good enough. Yeah. For God, for other people, you know, prove myself, all those mm-hmm. sorts of things. But the Bible puts paints a completely different picture yeah. of how <clears throat> you actually change, which is not your own effort. It's allowing God to change you. Okay. And and I want to be clear, it doesn't mean that you just okay, cool. So I just like right. don't do anything. I just right. lay on my couch and God changes I'm just me. Come <laughs> awesome. Well, not not exactly. Right. Um, but you're not self directed. 100%. And you're not going to get there based on your own power. Mm-hmm. He's going to direct you and his power is what's going to change you. So let's let's start the conversation with the metaphor of bread. Since we've got this loaf of bread sitting on the table, <laughs> we're just going to go with that for a minute. Oh, and then we'll jump off yeah, of it. Because there's, there's, there's a couple of verses that are really important to me. That's awesome. That I want to I want to take us through. Nick's pointing at the bread with my name on it. Yeah. It's the coolest <laughs> thing in the whole world. Great job, Alex. I might even just like shellac it and not even eat it. But that'd probably be an insult <laughs> to Alex and his bread. So I'm going to have to do it. Um, oh man! So the 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 Bible, I think, tries to get this idea across in many different places and in many different ways. One mm-hmm. of them is for sure the through the entire 
Old Testament through the entire New Testament metaphor of bread. Yep. It's this, we've talked about it before in this podcast, so I don't want to spend our whole time here because again, there's these couple verses I want to get to, but um, the idea in the Bible is that you, the power, the mm-hmm. fuel of your life mm-hmm. is not yourself and your own work. Okay. That's the dominant theme of the Bible. So in the New Testament, it shows up and it's like um, faith is... Or, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the verse. What's the verse? It just left my head. What? Faith, about, is, faith is faith. Faith. It's not by works lest any man should boast. Oh, faith is uh, is or gift from God. Uh, <laughs> this is not good, Kyle. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Everyone's gonna stop listening to podcast. <laughs> like one of the best it's, verses. It's Ephesians, it's Ephesians 2, 8. By yes. grace you're saved through faith, not of yourself. It's the gift of God, not of works. Yeah. There you go. Can you say it one more time? It is by grace you're saved through faith, mm-hmm. not of yourself. It's the gift of God, not yeah. of works. Okay. Um, this is the idea. I actually just did a whole message about that phrase, the gift of God, a couple of weeks ago at Crossroads, about this is what grace is. It's this thing that you have to receive. It's not of your own effort. It's not of your own power. Now, when it first shows up in the Bible, though, it shows up as a bread metaphor. Mm-hmm. When the nation of Israel is freed from slavery and they're wandering around the desert and they don't have any food and it's all <clears throat> horrible, God does this miracle and he gives them a thing called manna. If you've heard mm-hmm. of manna, manna is just miracle bread. Yeah. It's literally, it's like, we don't know where this came from. It's special miracle bread. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says this in Deuteronomy 8.3. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, mm. the work of your hands. Right. But man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Yeah. And and this idea that it's from the work of your your hands, and this is, this is bread, I'm using that kind of assumptively. So let me back us up to Genesis 3. Okay. Genesis 3 is where... God curses Adam and Eve for their sin. Okay. And he gives them this kind of like like prophetic punishment. Yeah. Cursed is the ground for your sake, and toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life, and the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. Mm. So there's this curse <clears throat> about bread where it's like you're going to work and you're going to sweat, and the work of your hands is going to make bread. And you're going to have to eat that in order to actually physically survive. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he establishes yeah. that first. And then in Deuteronomy goes, actually, I want you to know that you don't live, truly live, spiritually live, yep. the most important ways live yep. by the work of your hands, okay. by that same bread. So okay. that's where the idea comes from. Um, and then Jesus builds on it because in Matthew 6, he, asks, he tells us to pray for daily bread, not meaning, I don't think, primarily physical yeah. bread. Yeah. But maybe maybe if he tasted Alex's bread, he'd be like, actually pray for Alex's bread every day and also <laughs> yep. my spiritual empowerment uh-huh. of you. Uh-huh. Um, and so he builds this, this idea. It's just this idea of like, you've got to, if you want to do anything in your life, you have to be sustained, empowered, equipped by God. You yes. cannot do it of your own effort. Absolutely. You will not change yourself. Yep. And, and that's probably the most countercultural thing we could say. Right. In relation to this topic <clears throat> is you will not change yourself. Yeah. You can change. You cannot change yourself. Absolutely. I think I think what uh, would be good to talk about is, I think part of the problem here is we believe we can overcome. Yeah. That I can do it. I can overcome. And like there's some fairly simple things and problems that um, like in your brain, you're like, yeah, I, sh- I can do that. Like, right. Yeah. Let's say it's uh, finances or let's say it's um, 
Well, let's, if you up it up in a notch, right? If we're stuck, if you're a believer, yeah, we all know we struggle with sin. Uh-huh. So, like, let's say it's something more that people would see as worse. I'm using air quotes because all sin is sin. But like, let's say it's lust. Yeah. Or what's some other ones like uh, gambling or something like that. Sure. Or like, and you just are propelled into something. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, at those, when you you tell yourself, "I'm going to overcome," yeah. Right? That I think is a problem, and it's sneaky because you don't know when you're in that position. Yes. And I, I want to point out that uh, in John 16, Jesus says, "Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world." I think the reality in that is that He overcame it. He didn't sin. He He lived a sinless life. He lived a perfect life. Yeah. That brought the kingdom, and He overcame this world. Not we didn't do it, but He did. And so by trusting in Him, yeah, we get. We, he he gets to change us. So, but but it's sneaky. How do I how do I get out of that? Right? Yeah. How do I know if I'm kidding myself that I believe that I can overcome? Um, it's it's tricky. I would say if if you feel like a stress. Yeah. Oh man, I can't freaking believe I did this again. Right. Right. If you feel a weight or a stress about it, mm-hmm. then you're trying to do it yourself. Yeah. Um, you can feel a sadness or a regret. I think that that's many times appropriate, but if it feels like a weight to change, um, you're doing it on your own effort and you're, and you're, you're not taking the role that God has for you. So Hebrews 12 is one of the verses I want to look at. Uh, it's basically, this is the spot where the, uh, the author of Hebrews calls Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith. Mm. Mm -hmm. And faith here is, I think in this context is the larger, kind of encompassing thing of you. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's, you know, for, for me, the, the, my, my real time thing would be anger. I was so, so mad at my, my middle kid last night. Cause they were all playing at a friend's house and my daughter got like, I think teased the way that kids tease yeah. each other, boys, yeah. boys and girls. Mm-hmm. But she was clearly upset about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much she was in the moment, but yeah. upset enough and that my, and my son didn't help her in the moment. Uh, okay. They were playing together and it was, you know, big group of kids and I was so mad at him. Cause when you're, when you're a dad and your daughter gets hurt, you're like, mm. you just like black out. You're like, ah, oh, I will kill everybody <laughs> to protect her, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I was so mad at him yeah. for not stepping up. Yeah. And afterwards, you know, I was, sort of processing and thinking about it like man i think my anger towards him at some level there was an appropriateness and at some level it was not appropriate yeah so i don't you know don't hear me saying like you should never be angry at anybody well yeah. no it's it's a real emotion god gave us <clears throat> right that's okay in, in times but in general in my life i've been trying to to be less volatile mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and it hit me in my drive in to work this morning. I didn't know we were doing this topic, but I was driving in like, man, God, I, I don't want to be angry. Like, I feel like I've been thinking about this for a long time and I don't really see yeah. the progress that I want to, that I want to see. Right. Why not? And yeah. literally in my head, he's like, you've never asked me to do it. Mm. You've yeah. been trying to do it. I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. this subtle totally. little difference. Yeah. Um, and let me say just, to take the mystery out of it, you know, because someone could ask this question at this point, like, okay, cool. What's the difference between I do it and God does it? How do I ask God to do it? And it's, 100%, yeah. it's pretty simple of you just surrender an area of your life to him by saying something like, God, I, I 
think you want me to be more kind and patient. First um, Corinthians 13 says, love is not easily angered. Mm-hmm. I think I'm too easily angered. Yeah. And then you say, I just, for me, I go, Lord, I, I think I'm too easily angered. I feel this conviction. I think it's from you. I have no ability to change that. Yeah. So I'm asking you to change it. Right. And would you give me any instructions anywhere in my life? I'm not going to hunt them out, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to try mm-hmm. to pay attention to you yep. in the moments around anger or in, in a moment of calm. Right. You want to give me any instruction, whatever it is, I will do it. I will listen. I will, I will hear you. And, and, and I'm asking you to do the thing I can never do. Supernaturally change me inside of myself. Yeah. You know, absolutely. That's, 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 that's the difference. And when you do that and you truly turn it over to him, the result is I don't feel, I'm not walking around today going like, man, I suck. Yes. And I'm not walking around today going, oh crap. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. How do I, how do I fix this? Yeah. I'm not asking that question. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. That, Cause that's honestly, that's where I'm at this week is the other side of that control. And I feel way more free to like, I don't have to fix anything. I know yeah. that God has got me. He's ultimately who's going to like, what did it say? Perfect my faith. Yeah. Um, and I feel more alive because it's not, it's not yeah. on my shoulders. I'm not condemning myself. That's right. So my question is then I want to live that way. I want to live spirit empowered, right? Not self empowered, yeah. not create myself, but allow yeah. God to mold me and, and shape me. Um, uh, how do I do that? Uh, I know that like I have some verses and everything, but like, what does it look like? How, what does the spirit do? I think first you have to ask every day. Oh yeah. You have to position yourself every day to say, God, help me empower me to do the things I could never do today yeah. on my own. Yeah. Empower me to be peaceful when mm-hmm. I want to be angry. Mm. Empower me to remain sober when I'm tempted to go to whatever that thing is that mm-hmm. dulls the edge of right. life for me, you know, right. whatever it is. Right. You just have to admit you can't do it, and then you have to ask him. And, you know, Jesus actually says in Scripture, he's like, you don't have because you don't ask. Yeah, yeah. And there's a a, a thing where sometimes God just gives us grace. Sometimes God just gives us stuff that we've never asked for. Mm -hmm. But often, it's actually we have to ask. Yeah. It's actually we have to admit we can't do it, and we need you to, and then actively say, "Would would you do it for me? Yeah. Um, there's a prayer. This is the second verse I want to look at. Ephesians yeah. three fourteen through nineteen. I probably talked about this before in the podcast because it's such an <clears> important <throat> piece of scripture for me. Mm-hmm. But it's a prayer from Paul, the Apostle Paul, and he's actually saying that he prays this for the people he's writing to. This is Ephesians three, so he's writing to people in Ephesus. Yeah, he says, "For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom the from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name." I pray that out of the abundant, uh, sorry, I pray that out, out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power mm-hmm. through his mm-hmm. spirit and the inner being. Read that one more time. Yeah. I pray that out of his glorious riches, yeah. he may strengthen you with power through his spirit and your inner being. Right. And then he goes on, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Right. And I pray that you being rooted and established in mm-hmm. love may have power together with all God's people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of yeah. Christ. Yeah. To know this love that passes knowledge be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Right. So he's like, 
I, I want you to have this mm-hmm. power in you mm-hmm. inside your inner being. And it's that's the spirit. And he's yeah. saying, every day I'm praying this for you. Absolutely. And I'd say to anybody listening to this podcast, like if you want it, what would what would change in your life if you woke up every day and you said, God, empower me for my day. Yeah. Empower yeah. me to be calm. Empower right. me to be courageous when I want right. to sink into the corner and be unseen, but you want me to speak up. <clears throat> totally. I'll, just ask him for your power and you'll you'll end up having it right and don't don't diminish slow growth yeah right like so in in my in my uh hitting this wall where i've let go of control and surrendered and i have surrendered to god and i've i've my heart has started to change my my, i've started to shift and god's actually started to grow me yeah gradually whereas prior i was trying to force like i am I have, I'm better. I am right. fixed. I've fixed the problem. I did it. Like, like for you, like I'm not going to be angry ever again. Yeah. Um, but usually like if you do surrender to God, I think slow and gradual growth and your heart changing, you'll notice a heart shift. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. I'm actually becoming gentler. Yeah. It may not be as gentle as I want right now or yeah. as compassionate or as merciful, but there's a shift that I didn't have before when I was trying to force myself not to be X, Y, Z. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so would you say spending time with our creator is important for changing? Well, I think about it like uh, we talk about the bread metaphor. And, you know, the bread metaphor would say like, well, you got to eat every day. You would never expect to grow if you ate food once a year or right. once a week. Right. That's not going to work. You know you need to eat multiple times a day, right? <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, spending time with God would be super great. On the author and perfecter metaphor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I love that the Bible is so full of metaphors because I'm such a visual learner. Mm-hmm. It's like the, a metaphor gives me a picture yeah. I can think about and sticks in my head more than, a, than a, like a, some random, you know, mm-hmm. whatever thought. So the, and the author and perfecter are going, okay, well, cool. If God's the author mm-hmm. and the perfecter, another translation says finisher yeah. of your faith, <clears throat> then imagine you're a book. Right. And you can't write a single page. You can't make your story what what, yeah. what you want it to be. But right. there's an author who says he will finish it. Right. If if you the book don't ever spend time with the author, it's gonna be real hard to have any pages <laughs> written. Right. Right. It's not gonna happen. Right. So yes, yes, yes. You have to. Okay. So another um, place in scripture that I found yesterday, it talks about the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead. Yeah. And that same spirit if you believe in Jesus, is the same spirit that lives in you. And it actually says, uh, he, God, uh, will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. And yeah. so if you're like, if you're looking at that and you're thinking, okay, so how do I get the life, the full, the fullness of life? How do I grow? How do I get better? Like the answer is there. It says he will give you life through the spirit. Yeah. So ultimately it does mean relying on, which feels like giving up. Like I'm like, just to be honest with you, like we're, we can... The way I'd love to end is, we're not quite there yet, but uh, is a prayer of some yeah. sort. And because the reality is you can't do it <laughs> without yeah. him, without God, without Jesus, without the Holy Spirit. And yeah. that is what, that is the effector of change is the Holy Spirit and just relying, just relying on him, right? Absolutely. And it feels so counterintuitive. I want to take it all and control it. Yeah. Because how am I going to see results if I don't do it? Yeah. So- yeah, you have to trust that he's going to do it. Yeah. And, and he wants to. Yep. The very next verse in, in Ephesians 20 could be the start of a prayer because it is part of the prayer. It says, Now to him who is able 
to do immeasurably more than yeah. all we ask or imagine. Yeah. According to <clears throat> his power that is at work within us, right. to him be glory in the church and Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. Him who is able, not yeah. you who's able, him who's able to do immeasurably more than what? All that we ask. Yeah. Yeah. So what change do you want? Right. What power do you need? Right. right. Ask him. Mm-hmm. Imagine in your head what what it is, what change would look like. And right. he says, I can do immeasurably more than that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to end with a prayer that I hope, by the way, this is not, it's not from anywhere. It's just how I, I try to wake up and this is how I'm trying to surrender. Um, so this is what I do in the morning. I would, you can join me in it. Um, and this is something around the lines of what I do. So feel free to join me. Something like, hey God, morning, good morning. I'm happy to be with you. Would you please make you my greatest love? Change my heart to love you more than anything else in my life. Also, God, I surrender. This is where you fill in the blank. My anger, my lust, my rebellion, my control, et cetera. The thing that's maybe has a grip on you. God, I surrender that to you. Will you please empower me in your Holy Spirit? Um, will you change me? Will you change my heart? And will you help me overcome that? Because I know you've overcome. So, Jesus, I love you. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Dude, that was awesome. Yeah. So, hey, we love you guys. And see you next week. We got some bread to eat. We got some bread to eat. See you Bye. guys. <laughs>